0: All right, good. (laughs) We have kids. Let's try this again. All right. All right. Welcome, all our listeners. We are glad that you have joined us again for another True Love Stories. And I am very excited about today because I got one of my childhood best friends here, uh, Dr. Ginger Russ, with her beautiful husband, Jason Russ. Beautiful. (laughs) We're good friends. We like to mess with each other here. And of course, I got my wife right next to me. Hey, everyone. And uh, we're going to be getting their love story here today. So uh, uh, Jason and Ginger, um, tell us about yourselves. What do you do and uh, who are you? And uh, uh, let's get into how you guys met. All right. Well, I'm Jason and I'm uh, a pastor um, of
1: uh, uh, 25 years or so. Uh, pastored in Ohio, as well as pastored uh, here in uh, in Scottsdale, Arizona, New Life Community Church. Currently, we're um, uh, overseeing a campus of a church in Lorain, Ohio, uh, part of Church of the Open Door that uh, I'm leading. And uh, Ginger and I are um, are working together to bring about you know God's work there in Lorain and reach men and women and families for the Lord. So uh, that's our. It's been our goal. We've been there for about uh, two years, two and a half years. And uh, yeah, that's been our wow, that's, that's been that like long? F- yeah, two and a half years.
2: That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't even realize how long it's been.
1: Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. Ginge, what do you do?
2: I'm Dr. Ginger S, and I'm a naturopathic doctor. And I just opened another practice when we moved to Ohio this past year. Um, And I am a busy mom of two little kids at home. We have three college kids, and I help Jason with the church, and I lead the women's Bible study.
0: Well, we're glad you guys are here, and so we are looking forward to uh, hearing your love story. So this is a true love story, and uh, we are excited uh, to hear how you guys met, you know, your proposal, your engagement, and, uh, you know, maybe that first year of marriage, you know, the joys, the challenges, uh, the wedding day. The honeymoon, but you know, keep it family friendly, we, that's all we ask. Um, but yeah, tell us, uh, how did you guys meet?
1: Well, uh, it was 2010, and we were, um, well, I was pastoring at uh Scottsdale Baptist Church in Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh, been a music pastor for quite some time, as well as taking on youth in college and uh, our. Uh, church, uh, senior pastor, uh, became friends with another local pastor and they began to dream together about what God could do if they brought their two congregations together. So in the fall of 2010, uh, we kind of tested the waters by bringing together two youth groups and college groups and beginning to walk together and plan monthly activities. And it was during those activities that I first began to bump into Ginger and, uh, and actually um, of course, first knew you, Joe, and maybe met Lisa once, and so we were um, doing one of our first activities there at the uh, uh, papago park, and we were doing a cookout and so as I was uh, there with my three kids, they were already engaged in you know playing basketball, whatever, and I saw some of uh, Joe bringing some stuff from the car, and so I began to walk towards the car to help and and here comes this girl with a box in her hands. And I thought it was Le- uh, Lisa. I'm like, hey Lisa. Oh, that's
2: right. And she looks totally at me. I forgot about
1: that. She looks at me and goes, I'm Ginger. Doesn't stop, just keeps walking, <laughs> looks at me, deadpan, I'm Ginger, and just keeps walking. <laughs> yeah, see, that's happened okay. more than once. Yeah, so I'm she like, was already sick get of it. Little history of
2: that.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was it was We're kind of a little bit of a smack in the face each, with words, and I just kept walking, going, Okay, that's not Lisa. <laughs> And so that was our first encounter. And by the end of the, um, by the end of the event, it was kind of neat. I was watching her play basketball with one of my sons uh, on the court. And, uh, and so, you know, we didn't really even talk after that was it. That was probably the extent of our conversation at that event. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. That's how, <laughs> that's how it all started. The sparks were not flying, <laughs> so to
0: speak. So, you know, you, you, It's always interesting that in a lot of relationships, for some it is love at first sight, but for others, it's that's not always the case. You know, right. sometimes you got to kind of get to know people here. Right. But you know, when did uh, when did Jason start kind of becoming on your radar, Jinj?
2: As an annoyance, or? You know. Immediately <laughs> someone, as an annoyance. <laughs> someone I liked. I think we established that it was an annoyance at the beginning. Yeah. Well, and that and what stuck out to me was Thanksgiving service. He'd done my favorite song, How Great Thou Art, and he did it in a different way. And I just absolutely hated it. And I was like, oh, man. (laughs) I'm like, he just ruined my favorite song. (laughs) And then we were planning the winter retreat, the leadership retreat. And you know how I always did the food for everything. And Mm -hmm. I needed numbers. And I needed to know if there were any allergies, especially since we were working with a new youth group. Yep. And... I kept going to you for an answer, and I remember walking into your office and going, am I going to have it? problems with this guy? I said, what's his deal? Why can't he get me you know, numbers and allergies? And you're like, it's going to be fine, Ginger. Just calm down. <laughs> so, yeah, so the first few months, you didn't leave a great impression.
1: <laughs> Although the, I would say the first time that we really had a good conversation was um, – it was maybe like the third activity we did together as youth groups who we went to Magic Mountain. Yep. Right. And we all pretty much hibernated in the bus on the way there. We got there and then everybody, uh, the leaders, we all uh, laid out all the breakfast and everything. And as the kids began to eat, um, I ended up finding myself just sitting on a little wall there nearby the bus and Ginger was next to me as she had set up all her food and stuff. And so we just ended up sitting there talking while the kids were eating and mm-hmm. had a wonderful discussion about missions and about different right. things that, that she was involved in, what she did, what I did. And it was actually our first real conversation. And it was actually good. It was a really good conversation. Right. And that led to um, kind of the people just pairing off and going off into the park. And then I was kind of like, I didn't really have anybody to hang with. So I'm just like, um you know, okay, let's let's go. Uh, and I just I kind of joined your group yeah. <laughs> by def- default, right? <laughs> and uh, and then we rode the first ride of the day, and it was um, it was a double ride because there weren't that many people there yet. And uh, we and I had not realized I was just about to turn forty, and I didn't realize that my body had changed. I hadn't been to a mm-hmm. roller coaster park in a little while, and we rode that ride the first time, and I was already feeling a little funky. Then we wrote it a second time, back to back. By the time I got out, I was literally green. Yes. And uh, and she's looking at me, going, "Oh my goodness, this guy is going to lose it." <laughs> so pretty much the rest of the day, I just held everybody's purses. And so that yep, was
2: I remember that. Yeah.
1: That was our first that. first day together. It was it was quite the day, but uh, but that was a positive thing actually. That it was, was a positive day. It was a good day.
2: Yeah. That was
0: it, the, that was the first time that it actually came on my radar because I remember. Uh, I think we, yeah, let's say we're all eating lunch and I'm like, and I just, I just like heard this laughing. and I looked over and I saw you two talking and I was like uh-oh, <laughs> felt like Timon and Pumbaa, you yeah. know.
2: Yes, you started singing that to me, actually. Yeah, that's right. I started singing <laughs> I was like, oh my
0: god! I, I can see what's happening. <laughs> yeah, <that's> <laughs> <right>. <laughs> just like, shut up, don't ruin it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't ruin it before
0: it begins. So, so at this point, you know, we're doing ministry together, right. and we're, you know, we're having fun with that, um, and you guys are starting to connect. What is your memory or your take of when things started going, huh? This might be something more than just a cool person I'm doing ministry with, that or an happen. annoying person that I'm doing ministry with. You know, I <laughs> for, mean, I was,
1: for me, that didn't happen for another couple of months. But that was some of that is part of the backstory is because I was um, recently divorced, um, and uh, but then you know, not so recently separated from my wife. It had been like at that point. Uh, three years since since I um, we've been separated, so it's not like I hadn't I hadn't been alone for a long time, but um, not going into all the details. That's uh, that's kind of how it was. And so here's a recent divorce guy in uh, his you know almost forty and with three kids, pre- three P-teens, you know. And I was um, not exactly the greatest catch in my opinion because I was carrying a lot of baggage, and so really it didn't even cross my mind. I just enjoyed talking to her and her company at that point and didn't even really think because she was a little bit younger than me, you know, single. And I just figured I'm, you know, she's out of my league and I'm not the kind of guy she'd be looking for anyway. But I didn't even think about it at that point. It wasn't until a few months later um, that we uh, officially had come together as a church. And then the very first kind of thing that Event that happened was a youth retreat up mm-hmm. north, and um, Ginger and I ended up finding ourselves together in the kitchen a lot and uh, talking and joking around. And then, you know, when we were outside playing, uh, having snowball fights. You know, of course, she was my prime target. And it was it was more after that uh, trip that I found myself thinking, "Am I crazy, or is do I does she actually?" like, like have feelings for me. And I'm like, I can't believe this. I was kind of in denial. So that was it for me. But I mean, that was when it first hit.
2: Yeah. That same weekend I, I found that the Lord was speaking to me and said, I need to take a closer look at him. And I walked away from there. You know, I prayed about it that week. And I remember calling my parents the following weekend saying, Hey mom, dad, I think I, I met someone. And they immediately made plans to come up within the next two weeks to, to check him out because that just never happened. So, yeah. So it was that same weekend for me that – because before, like I said, he was just annoying. <laughs> that's, I think that's when I was really noticing it between you two right. was that weekend, that uh-huh. that retreat where you guys were just really, like – Always around each other, always wanting to talk to each other and stuff like that. So, yeah, I definitely noticed it then too.
0: Well, I remember getting woken up because you guys were still up late on that night and I was, I thought it was the high schoolers. Uh-huh. So I was going to be like, Kuda, oh. And then i like, you know, <laughs> I laid back down. I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to let this continue, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, um, so th- at this point, you know, it seems like, you know, from that retreat, okay, you know, the Lord's starting to move in your hearts, You're starting to kind of ask, uh, you know, oh, I wonder if there's something here. So what ended up leading to the attempt for a first date or to even test the waters? <laughs> Tell us about that story here.
1: All right, well, there's a pre-first date. A okay, pre-first we, date. Yes, oh. we don't actually consider this the first date. She doesn't. I kind of do. Yeah. But uh, it doesn't really count as a first date. But, um So the retreat was on a weekend and then I don't think we had youth group the following Wednesday after the Mm -hmm. retreat. So the Wednesday after that was the next time I saw her. And of course she was going to medical school full-time and nursing full-time. And I realized that when we got there Wednesday night um, to have youth group, we're both going in different directions with kids and Reconnecting with the students, we get to the end of the night, and I, I realized I just hadn't even had a chance to talk to her, mm-hmm. and I was like yearning to spend a minute with her because that weekend was so meaningful to me. And I, I so I was like, I'm just going to ask her if she wants to have coffee. And and I was completely expecting her to say no. Really, I was resolved in my head that she would just turn me down. So when I went to her and I asked her, and she said yes. I kind of freaked out inside. I did not. I panicked. I didn't know what to do because I was not expecting that. Mm-hmm. So she went off to, to Denny's down the street in, in Old Scottsdale. And, and, uh, and I, I was lost in my head trying to close down the campus doing whatever I was supposed to be. I don't know what I was doing. But I'm running around taking way too long. She's waiting for me there. And uh, so finally by the time I got there, I was a nervous wreck. And I couldn't even put a sentence together. I kept talking. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I should let you take over because it's better if it's if, from your perspective.
2: Well, yeah, I waited like almost half an hour and I told you I only had a short period of time. Yeah. And I'm like, where is he? And I was actually getting up to leave when I saw him pull up in his motorcycle. I'm like, great. Right, he's finally here. And then he sits down. He's like, Hey, how's it going? He's like, I don't want you to feel weird. I want to creep you out. And he kept using the words like creep, stalker. And I'm like, Okay, after like the fourth time he said I said, "You really need to stop." Because <laughs> I've actually had a stalker, you know. Let's I, just not go there. I'm like, please. I said, if you don't stop saying that, I'm just gonna leave. So, and he he did. He calmed down, and we had a nice little half hour, you know, cup of coffee, had hot cocoa, and went yeah. on our merry way. And yeah.
1: And then about about a week or two later, we decided to get together and go do a hike. And so we met up at South Mountain and did a did a hike up the the mountain, and we got up to the top. And then there's this nice spot up there where we kind of just sat on a rock and we just talked for another like hour. And that's when it got oh, pretty yeah. serious. And we started talking about the real like, okay, something's happening between us. What do you mm-hmm. think about this? You so know, you had
2: the DTR,
1: yes, yeah. And she was just like, "Tell I me was your very story. Tell me what's <laughs> right. going on." And, where you've been through and, and all that and just really inquiring about that. So it was, it was really, that was definitely our first date. We had a wonderful time talking and, you know, afterwards walked down the mountain and headed home. And that's when we kind of knew it was for real. Yeah. So, I
2: we, don't know if we
1: were declared. Were we, we didn't because no. we
2: wanted to just really try to be friends that first, you know, a few months mm-hmm. yeah, and really get to know each other. And like I said, yeah. have a couple meetings, just talk through, you know, this divorce, what, You know, what made him lead to that decision. I just really wanted to go into it prepared and, you know, eyes wide open and, Mm. and you know, dealing with three kids. And I was very busy and tired, so I didn't want to make a dumb decision.
1: And we wanted to make sure, because we knew that our our decision was going to affect not just us. It was going to affect the children. It was going to affect a lot of things. And so we wanted to really make sure we were hearing from the Lord and not just following our hearts. So, right. Yeah. That's kind, kind of how of it started.
0: And so then, it sounds like even together, you guys were just really trying to see, you know, what God was doing in your life. And, but also trying to see if this was even a, a wise decision. Right. Right. And so, you know, after the, the pre-date and these first couple of dates and, you know, having the DTR that, okay. Which is determine
2: I'm, the relationship for all the listeners that don't know what that means. Yeah. yeah <laughs> if
0: you haven't caught that podcast yet. Um at what point were you? Did you get to when it was like, okay, we're boyfriend and girlfriend going somewhere?
2: It was probably end of March, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that DTR meeting was end of January. Okay, and then end of March, word had gotten out that we were spending time with one another, and people were questioning things. And so we had, you know, just another serious sit-down prayer time
0: because you guys didn't decided you, yeah, to identify like our
2: <laughs> yeah that was kind of hard <laughs> we really liked each other and um yeah but so yeah it was end of march when we finally declared yes we're officially dating and then we dated engaged in September and mm-hmm. mid-September mid- it was mid September yeah mid September
0: now before we go too far into oh, your sorry. engagement, no, 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 no. Apologize. Let's talk about uh, your dating life a little bit more. Yes. And I, I, I'm curious, what was some of these? What were some of the ups? What were some of the low points or the challenges? So, you were like in your date, when you think back to your dating life, is there other than the first two dates that mm-hmm. got everything started? What stood out to you? You're saying, oh, that was so cool. I remember X, and um, or you know. Uh, what were some of the challenges? But let's talk about the uh, you know what was the highs first. You know while you were dating, if there was. A-
2: I love hike, and so um, I remember asking Jason if I could take his kids on a hike just so I could get to know them better, you know, one on one. And um, he's like, "Yeah, sure." So I show up to the house, and um, yeah, he lets me take his kids hiking. I don't know. I feel like he didn't. He knew me, and he knew my intentions and stuff like that, but still, you know, he let me just take him wherever. We had a wonderful time, and it was a good chance to, you know, get to know the kids and for us to bond a little bit. And so that was a really neat experience where I could just be with them, kind of get to know them. And Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: I think one of the highlights for me was just getting to take her home and meet the family and meet the church family back in Ohio. Um, So that was a crazy trip for her. June or July? Yeah, that was, yeah, June, July, yeah. and uh, for me, it was uh, knowing that this was heading in that direction, and uh, and people, obviously, because of Facebook and, and, and whatnot, they knew what I had been through and had prayed through a lot of what I'd gone through, and then the, the joy that I think my church family and my family felt over me finding somebody, and God blessed me with a woman in my life that was a godly woman, and just wonderful, and so everybody, I mean, the poor girl, she got mobbed. I yes. mean, it was, it was crazy that Sunday that she was at church and just, it was, yeah, I can't imagine how she felt. But for me, it was a joy and we got to spend time with my family. And, and of course, my whole family descended upon that visit as well, wanting to meet her and check her out. And I've got a brother, brother and sister and lots of nieces and nephews and... Probably a lot of betting going on here. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, everybody trying to figure that out. So it was, that was a wonderful joy for me. It was being able to take her home and take her to places like Cedar Point and, you know, places that meant a lot to me and just to see where I grew up.
2: Your best friend, Ryan. Yeah. Coming over, and I remember him, Ryan taking Jason around the house to have a talk with him. You know, he was like all nervous. I'm like, I hope he liked me. (laughs) He comes back
0: around. He goes, I talked to Ryan. yeah. Thanks for a lovely time. I right, got you a plane
2: ticket. Here's your ticket home. Yeah, no, that didn't happen. Thank Good. <laughs> you. Yeah.
0: Well, what were some of the challenges during your dating life?
1: Um, I think for to talk about the challenges, um, obviously, those of those of your listeners that maybe are in blended family situations would relate the most. Uh, that's really where a lot of our our challenges lay. Was just in the fact that my children were not at a place where they had grieved the loss yet fully of uh, the marriage that I, that I had. And of course we're still in that, that mode that many children are at that age and that stage. It doesn't matter what age you're at. I mean, um, even, uh, even grown people, um, hope their parents Mm -hmm. will get back together, but they were still very much there. And so for them to experience dad, now dating someone it was kind of a it was the reality that oh it is over and and so they were they were um a mixture of emotions too they were going through a lot of uh, a lot of difficult emotions at that time so that was one of the one of the challenges we faced um and then um you know balancing that with my own desire for for my children to have a godly influence in their life and a woman that that could show them christ and just you know uh, excited for them to know her and to be influenced by her as quickly as possible because I just wanted them to to be around her and to have that blessing like she was a blessing to me so that was that was a was definitely a, a challenge that that we faced um, and and then in addition to that, I think some of the i don 't know if um, you would add to this, but you know there was a um, a pastor that you admired that really wanted to um to marry you wanted him to marry us, but that didn't work out. Um mainly because he was standing opposed to the fact that I was a divorced man. Oh. And so that was hard. That 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 actually almost ended our relationship, I thought. Uh we had to have a sit down after that one. And this was like well after March. This was May or June. Or no May maybe. Maybe no, it was March. It
2: was March.
1: But I mean that was a good test for us. Because mm-hmm. it, it was um Something that shook you up a little bit, saying, "Okay, well, have I really thought this through?" And you spoke with him, and then we had to sit down, kind of again, and just kind of went through everything again. And I said, "Whatever you decide is fine." You know, right. I said, "It's okay if you don't have a piece about this. I don't want you to move forward with me, and that's okay." And um, I, I, that was another. That was the second time I thought this is not going to happen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I thought it would end there, uh, but I was I was pleased that God. Kept the, the, the light green uh, in her heart. It,
0: you know, when you're, when you're looking at blended family, especially in, in dating life, regardless of whatever stage you're at, um, you know, these are some of the challenges, you know, of, you know, if one side has kids or even if they weren't married, you know, when kids are in the mix, it definitely brings some challenges to uh, the dating life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I appreciate you sharing that. And uh, those of you who are listening, I hope you're seeing, you know, you're not alone in your relationship with that. There's other people who had to navigate that, na- navigate through that. And so, um, there is hope when you do the work, you know, as, as we've been saying in this podcast, uh, often, you know, love takes work and Absolutely. especially when it's in a, a blended family. Um, Ginge, what are some challenges that maybe you saw? Were they along the same lines or was there other ones that may may not have been uh, spoken about?
2: Oh, there were many. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yes. Um, Well, we, Jason's ex, you know, had some, you know, difficulties with some addictions that she had. And so that kind of threw a wrench sometimes into, you know, just trying to, because they were, had shared custody of the kids 50-50. And so sometimes that would interfere with our time with the kids. Um, and then vice versa. And so that could that was a little bit difficult and trying to plan different things and um, try to get around those. And then we had a couple families in the church that were um, very pro about trying to get them back together. Jason with his ex and didn't approve of us dating and we're trying to use the kids, you know, to try to break us up. And so I had to speak in to that and kind of try to nip that in the bud and that went well. I mean, that kind of, that manipulation stopped somewhat, but we knew we just had a piece that it was from God and that we just needed to press forward despite you know, all the difficulties that we had faced. And and then it was just hard, you know, because I was, you know, in med school full time and working full time right. and our dates would often start at, you know, 7, 730 at night and we would have dinner together and then we would play a game and then he would go home.
0: You know, when it comes to dating life, regardless if you're from a blended family or you're both single, there's always some joys and there's always some challenges. And it's really how you get through those challenges that really kind of define whether you should get married or not. And um, you guys had some challenges that you had to work through um, and maybe in some cases still working through, uh, even if we didn't talk about it here. Um, For those of you guys who are listening at home, uh, realize you're not alone. Everyone has challenges. But... Uh, love takes work you got to keep working it through
2: can i interject here Uh, one other question i have is you guys say i love you to each other
1: yeah Yeah.
2: we had watched the movie benjamin button (laughs) 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 right
1: yeah 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 it wasn't it wasn't at uh valentine's day
2: no no okay
1: okay so it was after that (laughs) Okay, that was too soon. That was too soon.
2: Yeah. I would have been like, nope.
1: Yeah, something about Benjamin Button (laughs) caused us to uh, say we love each other, I guess. Well, it has Brad Pitt. I mean.
2: Right. Well, it was at the end of the movie and you're just like, I love you. I'm like, I love you too. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. That was the first time we said I love you.
0: Nice. Oh.
2: yeah. Yeah. So Benjamin Button definitely is special for you guys then. Yeah, we've, uh, we haven't ever seen it since. <laughs> I just remember. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of an odd movie. So yeah. I mean. Yeah. So awesome. That moment stick. <laughs> oh.
0: Saying I love you, that's always a special moment in the dating life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when did that moment turn into, okay, this is the person I want to marry. I'm going to pull the trigger.
2: Well, I think even with our DTR meeting, I said, I'm just... I've always just been very blunt and very forward and I don't beat around the bush. And, you know, I was 31, right? I think I 31-ish. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I dated a few guys, not many, but I knew what I wanted and um, I just laid it out and I said, I don't date just for the fun of it. I date because, you know, I see that you have potential for marriage and that's where I'd like for this to lead if we are dating. And so, yeah, so I knew when I said yes to dating him that this was going to be serious. And I think once I said, I love you, I I kind of knew that it would eventually lead to that. Now, how fast it happened, I did not expect. But we were with different timelines with me going into my last year of medical school and we were just trying to determine, well, how long do we wait to get married um, with the kids? Are they ready, or we really ready? So there was just a lot of questions there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, God kind of slowly answered those as we went on with our dating relationship. So.
1: Yeah, for me, it was also just um, getting counsel and some input in my life. I mean, talking—I remember talking to my brother a little bit about it, and. Um, you know, I was already feeling that feeling of like, you know, I'm not getting any younger, and I knew that she uh, she was single and didn't have kids, and so I mean, if she wanted to have a family, I didn't want to you know, beleaguer it and you know, if and, and stretch it out, and so, um, you know, just felt a sense of urgency in that, and so as we talked it through and we kind of felt the same and prayed about it, that hey, let's just you know, let's go. I mean, we know so. Why not?
2: Why, just why move forward? Yeah, why wait? Point. And were you able yeah. to get your kids on board with that once you guys kind of talked about that?
1: A little bit, yeah. I mean, I think that their their heads had to follow their heart, at, at, you know, and that took time. Mm-hmm. But I think in their minds they accepted it to a certain extent, and then their hearts followed in the next couple of years.
0: Right. <laughs> Honestly, it, it you know sometimes it takes times with the with the with the kids. Yeah. It does. It does. I mean,
2: they were happy, excited, but I think they didn't really know what that looked like, didn't mm-hmm, really know mm-hmm. what that meant, right. really, to be honest. I mean, they were 11, so they were still young. Oh, right. 11, 13, yeah. yeah. So So, yeah. And then going back to the kids' question, that was one of our challenges because he had had a vasectomy, and I knew I wanted to have mm-hmm. kids, and so we met and talked, and I was like, well, you know, nowadays, you know, you can get that reversed and you can have more kids but did he want to have more kids right that's you know, an that important an question. question all those questions so, that you have to answer so we had to, figure to out. go through that and um, decide if this is you know we wanted to go down
1: and ultimately that was something we felt was totally up to the lord anyway i mean go through right. the surgery and there's no guarantee and right. Yeah. so we look at our two babies we have now as miracles of god because mm-hmm. there's uh-huh. a lot of times where it doesn't work and yeah. You know, and i had that vasectomy Years before, I mean, years, years, yeah, yeah. I mean, after over the boys are born, years. over ten years before, and so I didn't think that that would have much success. But boy, God was God was blessing that. So we were blessed to have now uh, uh, six and four year old uh, kids, and um, so five to the quiver. So
0: yeah, mm-hmm. well, any couple, and it, it it doesn't matter if you are you know in your early twenties or if you're later in life. If family's a potential, that is something that has to be talked about before you actually get married. And it's good that you guys had that conversation and praise God that, uh, everything worked out even right. from not just the emotional, mental part of it, of that decision, but even the biological,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: you know, it definitely worked out. Well, uh, it's a whole idea of counting
1: the cost. And sometimes, you know, the cost is, the level of cost is different for different couples. Yeah. For us, there was a, the stakes were high in yeah. a lot of areas. So we had to do a lot of talking, a lot of praying. Um, a lot doing. of communicating. Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, it sounds like, you know, through your daily life, you did the work to love each other. So tell us about the proposal because it seems like, you know, you got to a point that said, let's get married. So, uh. How did the proposal go? I, I remember this, but I want to hear it from the planning <laughs> stage.
1: Right. Well, I I think that one thing that we enjoyed doing together was just having adventure, and so I really wanted the proposal to be something of a an experience, an adventure, something that she'd never forget. And so um, I also was appreciative of all the people that were involved in our relationship through the through that year, and so I wanted somehow to involve them in that as well and uh and then of course the there were places that came to mind for me that were meaningful to us and so um so I set it up kind of like a scavenger hunt so that she would have to go to different spots and that meant something to us and then endure some kind of a conversation to then get the clue and then lead to the next spot um I don't know if I I don't know what the inspiration was if it was Amazing Race or what, but it was something like that. And so it was
0: very much like in the Amazing Race. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So
1: I went behind her back, and I actually got—I talked to her manager at the hospital she was working at, and I—I I, uh, allowed her, I got her permission to miss work. Uh, she didn't know this, but so basically, how, how
2: did you do that? Like, I don't without her really knowing. I don't
1: know, but <laughs> well, I think her manager was so excited that, right. that um, this was happening and she could be a part of it. It was probably the one time in her life that she didn't like say, like push back and say, no, I'm, you can't get off work. But I was, you know, she was touched by the fact that I was asking for her. So Ginger had no idea that she had that night off work. But then when she pretty much got ready to go to work, um, uh, found out, was that when you found out or did, or was, oh, I sent, I sent. Um,
2: so the whole proposal was supposed to start at two.
1: Oh, that's right. That's right. And I had the first person giving you the letter was... At
2: school, Nicole.
1: Yeah, Nicole. But I I
2: didn't go to school that day.
1: That's right, because you were feeling sick. (laughs) So the one plan, like, I had to have her at school so that Nicole, her classmate, could give her the first note. And then Ginger stays home sick. And I'm like, oh, man, you got to be kidding me. And so then I... Nicole's talking to me and let right. me know that this is happening. So I said, all right, well, let's go to her apartment and you try to deliver it to her, you know? And so I'm, I'm around the corner talking about stalker. And so I'm around the corner watching as Nicole goes up the staircase
2: and, no. and,
1: and she, you put it I on sent, my car. Okay, but you hadn't gotten it yet or something. Didn't Nicole go there and bring it down to no, you or something? you put
2: it on my car because you called me and you said, oh, I heard you're not feeling good okay. or how was school going? And I said I didn't go. My stomach was acting up. Okay. And I had work that night and I wanted to get some extra rest before I had to go into the hospital. Right. And you're like, oh, well, yeah. Um, Someone left something for you on your car, you know, and I was just like, oh, really? And you're like, yeah. Talk about could- stalker. You're like, could you go down and get it? And I'm like,
1: okay. Every day, like,
2: <laughs> So I go down and, you know, I'm still in my nightgown. <laughs> and I have my foot flops, which is just a long shirt. And he's just like, are you in a black dress? like, no, it's my nightgown. <laughs> I'm like, how do you know? (laughs) And you're like, I just wanted to make sure you got the note I left you. And you're Uh, like, you're like, have a good day. Bye. I was like, okay, goodbye. (laughs) So I go down and I get the card and I read it. And I'm like, what? I'm trying to make sense of this clue. And I'm like, So it was a riddle. Every every step was a
1: riddle. She had to figure out.
2: Right. And I already wasn't feeling very good. <laughs> and I'm trying to think through Like, what this is this crap? Clue. So I call him. He's like, yeah, just go where we first met. And I'm like, I do not remember the name of that park. <laughs> so, but I knew the general. I was like, so I had to ask him, is it this one? Is it this one? Where did we go? So... I got directions. <laughs> yeah. So, and then that's where I walked up, and Lisa was there, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I thought it was
1: appropriate because I had called her Lisa and,
2: you know, right. when we when first met at that park. that
1: park. And so, yeah, they were at a gazebo. and I'll let you yeah.
2: take over. I think I had Nick yep. sing a song you to you,
1: yep. and then
2: Lisa gave it. I think, I, think I want a, to marry you. I think I want to marry you. Yeah, I remember
1: that. Yeah, and then Lisa and then gave next an place mm-hmm.
2: yeah. And that's when I realized, really, what was happening. I didn't really realized before that. And I'm like, what is going on? And then he saying that and I started cheering up a little bit. And I'm like, Are you serious? <laughs> and Lisa's like, Yeah. <laughs> and then she sat she sat shotgun the whole rest of the way through it. So that's that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah.
1: So then then they went from there, the next clue was to the a Denny's. For whatever reason, I think I sent you to a different Denny's though. You did. But the Denny's just represented, you know, right. our, our first awkward date. and awkward uh, date. And then from there, he went from Denny's to… Our
2: hiking place behind my condo. Yes. we like right. to hike up to. Yep.
1: Yep. And, uh, and that was the next spot. Who was there for that one? You remember who was waiting for you there?
2: For which one?
1: For the hiking spot behind your condo. Diego. Diego. Right. And he gave the next clue. And then that one led… Then to the top of South Mountain, right? Well, it
2: touched South Mountain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yep. and then I was trying to figure out these clues, and we're at the spot behind my condo. And I just keep looking at my watch because I have to get ready. right. You have to get and she's thinking she's 4, got work. 8, right? And I
1: should have worked that into the plan somehow that she
0: didn't have to go to work.
2: Right. And Actually, I, had, I remember like, that
0: because I think, because I was like, she doesn't know she doesn't have to go to work tonight. And I remember you going, oh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So that's right. I let her know. Oh, so right. She's like Oops. looking at her watch, yeah. like, "What's going these, on here?" And these riddles are hard; they weren't easy. And Lisa's trying to give me hints, and I'm like, "You know what? I don't have time for this right now. I gotta get to work." And Lisa's like, "Are you serious?" She's like, "Don't you think you would have worked that out?" And I'm thinking to myself. I hope so, but I don't know. She's like, no, you don't have to go to work. Relax. Now finish the riddle. Right. <laughs> she haven't talked me down from walking away from the proposal calm down. down yeah Not to go get ready for work like, oh, in other words I, I picked
1: the perfect woman to go with you yeah. right yeah. yes
2: and
1: uh so then she She's ended up yourself. yeah then she ended up going and get to, st- the, top the, to the top of the mountain which fortunately with south mountain you can drive up all the way to the top and then she came down to the spot where we first had that Seriously. dtr mm-hmm. and uh and i was waiting there with my suit on and uh yeah i
2: walked you from yeah i was the last
0: one i I was crying yeah
2: joe had tears in his eyes
0: yes yes ladies and gentlemen i do cry from time to time
1: (laughs) so that was and that was really meaningful because of uh how much joe meant to to ginger growing up and of course to me in the short time we would known each other and um so that was really cool and then i proposed
0: so you had the proposal where you had a, a, a date right there on top of uh, South Mountain, yeah. yeah. And then from there began your engagement. What were some of the highlights of your engagement? That uh, you, you know, if you could, if if you could call it that, you know, what are some of the things that kind of popped up? They're just saying, I, when I think about my engagement, I think about
2: fast planning.
0: <laughs> yes, because it was September, and then our we, wedding date was going to be
1: December thirty first.
2: Right, New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. So, and with working full time and med school full time, I knew I had, and I, I wasn't one of those girls who had everything all planned out in a book and knew what I wanted my wedding dress to look like and knew my colors. Like I didn't have any of that. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. Because grow, growing up,
0: I was kind of like the one you would like talk to stuff about that. And it really was, he just has to like missions and love the Lord.
2: Yep. And that was it. And I could have gotten married in a backyard or whatever, but I knew my mom and dad wanted me to have a church wedding. And mm-hmm. so I knew it had to be in the church. Mm-hmm. And so, but yeah, fast planning. It was just, and everything came together so nicely.
1: Well, I think one of the things that made it really fun was that we were the first union in In the union of the church, so mm-hmm. in, in yeah. december January first of two thousand and eleven was when the church came together, mm-hmm. and then that that was that was the first day of the year, the last day of the year we were getting married wow, and we were the first it's union of that, that of that church, and that was really special and I think it it really uh, literally the entire church turned out for that wedding and I think the amount of joy and um celebration and the joy of people's hearts of seeing the two of us come together was a real treat. Everybody was just just unanimously excited for it. And and it showed the the night of the, we, of the, of the wedding mm-hmm. because uh, the whole church turned out. I mean, that sanctuary was full. And then we had a very full reception that yeah, evening. You had crashers at the reception. We had crashers. <laughs> yeah, we had people come that didn't pay attention to if they were invited or not. They just came. And, and and my entire family from the East Coast all mm-hmm. came out. I mean, which was yep. crazy to think about, that they would all uh, make that trip. They all just decided to make yeah. the destination, and and they all came with a lot of joy. It, and it, it, I thought she was crazy at first to, to pick New Year's Eve, but the more I thought about it, the more I thought, well, that would be fun because then we can just kind of get, get the party going and mm-hmm. do all the little wedding stuff, but then I'll hang out until... The ball drop. What yeah. a fun night that could be! Mm-hmm. I've never been to a wedding on a New Year's Eve, much less spent a lot of New Year's Eves out. Um, and yet, that was that was the best thing we ever could have done. Mm-hmm. I'm to this day here we are. We're about we're about to celebrate nine years coming up, mm-hmm. and I don't think I've been to a a funner wedding than ours. I think oh, that it night was a, it was, was a lot of fun. Was one of the most <laughs> wonderful weddings. <laughs> I am, I am everything. <laughs> yeah, I judge it great. next to that one, but. Yeah. It was good, and I I hear that from all our family all the time. Yeah. Um, but it was that was probably one of the the most wonderful things was just I feel like God gave us that like overflowing joy to just confirm in our hearts that that He was in it, and that really helped uh, because like we said we had a lot of lot of opportunities to doubt, second guess, be discouraged, you know uh, those kinds of things, and the Lord just gave that overflow of joy that really helped us
0: mm-hmm.
1: have that reassurance that He was in it. So, yeah.
0: that's so beautiful. I, I remember that night. It was such a beautiful wedding. And, you know, of course, you know, watching, you know, we watched each other grow up and we're yep. a part of each other's wedding. So, you know, it was spe- it was special for me to, you know, watch someone who I consider my sister, mm-hmm. you know, have her first dance and right. walk down the aisle. Mm-hmm. And, you well, know,
2: you married us. And I
0: got to marry you <laughs> Which too. Was awesome. I didn't want to brag about that, but yes. <laughs> yes. You know, it, was, it
2: was your first wedding you officiated.
0: It was. And I she was that. the first. You yep. were my first wedding I ever officiated, yeah. Yeah. so it was oh a lot of special. So yeah. that's why having you guys on this podcast right now is actually really quite special, special. Uh-huh. for both me and Lisa because you um, officiated,
2: I was in it, yeah. yeah.
0: So. And part of you part of your even engagement. So yes. I think it may mm-hmm. may have been part of the reason why it kind of spurred this whole track on that of me and Lisa uh, being part of premarital, you right. know, and things like that. So. Uh, Thank you for letting us be part of your love story. You know, uh, Mm -hmm. here is some footnotes in it, (laughs) but it was a beautiful night. And like you said, uh, doing it on New Year's Eve, that was just fun. That was just Mm -hmm. icing on the cake, just dancing the night away with uh, the church family and you guys, you know, people I consider my, my family, family. And um, it was a good night. And, you know, Looking into this, I'm going to put you on the spot just a tad bit here. But what what advice would you have looking back on your love story here? What advice would you have for those who might be coming from a mixed family situation, whether they're both coming from a divorce situation and getting married, or in your case, you know, one was. And what advice would you give? You know, um, to those who might be in the same situation of. Uh, we're we're a mixed family that's going to come together for marriage. Um, what advice would you give them? Uh, you know, uh, either it might be something that you wish you had during that time, or something that you've learned that helped to get you through, or both. What advice would you give uh, engaged couples out there that might be coming from the same background of you know we're bringing two families and coming together in marriage? You want go first?
2: I'll let you go.
0: Okay. Um.
1: I think one of the most important things is that your relationship with the Lord is intact and that you're not getting ahead of him. It's always important for us for us to to hear what he's saying and what he's doing when the heart gets involved, it can get a, carried away and so I, I, and I wouldn't say that I was perfectly in control all the time with as far as the Lord leading as far as you know being perfectly following him. I mean, my heart was very much involved, but as I look back on it. Um, I, saw, I see how important it was for me to be rooted in the Lord and just mm-hmm. clinging to him and his advice. And I think one thing that helped me was God giving me wise counsel and people around me that could help me in the moment. And that that was something that had been set up from years before as I went through um, the, the dark days of divorce and all that, that, the, that I had good counselors. And so those counselors walked with me through this, too. And so, having those people and talking to them, praying with them, and then, of course, communicating with her, with Ginge, that we, that, that I would say the couple needs to be walking together, praying together, talking to the Lord together, um, sharing with one another what, what pros and, and objections they're hearing together so that they can make a wise decision and walk with all of it in the light. Uh, because, like I said, we came to a couple of points where junctures where we thought it was, I thought it was going to shut down. And we were yeah. going to walk away from each other. And I, I honestly can say I would have been okay with that because I felt like if that was the way the Lord wanted to reveal, I would have been fine. i have been heartbroken, but I feel like the reason I felt that peace was because I feel like God was very much involved in everything we were doing. Now, at the same time, um, I think when, it, when kids are involved, you you got uh, to walk carefully on when and how to th- say things and when to, when to reveal things to them. Like we we tried to hold out as long as we could mm-hmm. until we could be sure that this was the Lord, you know, and give ourselves enough time before we knew then all right, now it's time to talk to the kids. And we tried our very best to make sure they were the first ones to know. Um, and that we weren't blabbing other people and that we wanted them to be the priority, that they know first before anybody else that this is what God's doing in our lives. And I, I think we've kind of felt we've kept that Mentality with the kids, even through our, our oh, other yeah. changes when the Lord took us away and we moved away but um, after they grew but um, but I think uh, that's a good thing is just having that line of communication being open and honest with those that matter most you know mm-hmm. and that you don't get carried away in the emotion and then the people that mean the most get left behind in, mm-hmm. the, in the need to know type stuff um, and, and then just being able to face the music because whatever their reaction is going to be is what's going to be. And then be able to walk with them in an understanding way. Uh, and, 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 and that's tough. That's, that's tough. Because um, they're not always going to want to open up to you. Right. But I would highly recommend um, one author that helped us the, the greatest was a guy named Ron Deal. Uh, and he's done an extensive um, writing on the, the blended family. Mm-hmm. And, what, is, what is the
0: title of the book? Ron you, Deal. Called?
1: Uh, it's the called Smart Step The Step Smart Step Family. But he's also got another book that's like a pre, like uh, premarital, um, mm-hmm. and, and maybe you can put that in your link. Uh, but it, it's it's basically to help you determine whether or not you want to walk through this and, mm-hmm. and and actually go through with it. How are you preparing for being? married uh, uh engagement all that stuff and he's got a lot of great resources and probably has had more in the past 10 years
2: is that just um, for premarital in general or is that for blended families it's for
1: yeah, the okay. whole thing yeah, pre right. if you're looking at it if you're in it mm-hmm. you know and then beyond you know the smart stepmom he's got a right. book about that he's got probably one just for the men right uh but i think one of the greatest analogies that helped us really get through that if we push into that first year of marriage is um his, his main thing on the smart step family is that many step families want to look at their, their new family as something like a microwave yeah. that we want to throw everybody into the microwave and we're going to hit 10 minutes and then boom, we're going to have a happy family, mm-hmm. but you need to look instead of at your family like a slow cooker. Uh, you need to put everybody in the crock pot. You need to put it on low, and you need to let it go slow, you know, mm-hmm. and you just kind of let them cook and blend. And eventually, after a long period of time, it may be five years, it may be 10 years, it may be 20 years. You let those juices blend together, those, those vegetables and the meat. And, and hopefully what you have is something beautiful at the end. But to It, not- almost,
0: it almost sounds like your advice is, is like, don't assume we're going to take two families. And even if they're getting along and dating mm-hmm. – That doesn't mean the kids or the kid and the step parent is going to just mesh right away. Be patient. It sounds like what you're saying. Not everybody's going to feel the same way the couple
1: does, and that's the thing is you've got to give it time. You got to let them have time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. And uh. And so he he has some so many practical ways of speaking to both sides in the in the book. So I highly recommend Ron Deal to you. So that was another thing. Some good resources. Um. And uh. I don't know. What else from your perspective, honey, helped?
2: Yeah, kind of same thing that Jason said is to really just, you know, have the Lord be at the center of your conversations. Go first, have him lead and then follow and be brave enough to follow. Because, you know, there was times when, you know, at least one of the kids was fighting and kicking against it. And even the night that we got married at the very end as they're walking off to go home, you know, with their Nana and Papa and we're going off to our honeymoon, you know, they're crying, you know, because mm-hmm. they've realized it, it kind of hit them like, all right, it's now official. You know, right. my parents are not getting back together. Mm-hmm. So, you know, providing, you know, patience and love during those times, but really just seeking God to be at the center of that and really just um, being being an example, you know, even for those couples Um, who are lucky enough to um, meet each other and then have babies, you know, and stuff like that, Um, you know, where you still need to put God first and then the two of your guys' relationship and then the kids, you still got to model that even in a blended family. And that can be hard at times because, you know, the kids are used to being the center and being the most important. And then when someone else comes in, you know, it's that a, it's, role. It's almost a competition. Yeah. Whether it, it it, it's change. meant to
0: be or not. Right.
2: And so you just got to give that time, but you still got to role, you know, model that, you know, that way of what marriage should be and what God has designed it to be. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So just be patient. Really.
1: And let let other other people in the family feel what they're feeling and not mm-hmm. not come down on them or right or mm-hmm. feel threatened by it
0: or panic because mm-hmm. it's it's okay. Almost, right. or almost taking it personally too. Right. Which is easier right. said than done. I'm sure at some yes. point it, and it if hurts. things
2: aren't perfect after two to three years, don't give up. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Keep right. working on it. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: It almost sounds not to sound cheesy and beat a dead horse, but it sounds like love takes work yes. even in a blended family of step Children to stepmom or stepmom mm. to stepchildren or you know vice versa. It takes work,
2: right?
0: Well, and I think you
1: see throughout Scripture that that God. I think it's one of the reasons that I think is a proof for the Bible's authenticity
2: mm-hmm. is that
1: if any man wrote that that book, uh, it would be it would be perfect. It would it would have great stories with great endings and perfect people. But no, the entire book the entire book is full of failures of, full of people that are a wreck and that are, that are, um, you know, not doing it the right way, whether it's nations or whether it's individuals or couples. And, um, and I, I take some solace in that, but I, I think, but, um, I just see how God takes our, our sin and our, our, our wreck of what we've made and he makes something beautiful out of it. the whole beauty from ashes kind of a right. concept what i was trying to say is that i think that god's word is full of uh, these situations that are less than perfect Mm -hmm. uh to give us hope and that's what it it gives me is to see all these imperfect people and god using them in mighty ways that whole idea that you know he takes the 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 earthen vessels you know the common things used for common good and he fills them with his good news you know Mm -hmm. with the and that's that's kind of what I feel like he's done in our marriage and our relationship is that, that God, um, God's glorified Himself through our brokenness, mm-hmm. and and, uh, and and as a result made um, brought a lot of wholeness and encouragement through our story to others. Um, and the way that, that like you guys are doing with this podcast, we we do all our marriage counseling together. You know, it's always something that we pursue together. And we've had you know couples that have never been married, uh, and we've also had several blended families that have come together and wanted to walk with us. And we've always done the counseling together and discussions together, the prayer together. And it's been really cool. That's even why we're here right now, as we're doing a wedding this weekend of a couple we've been walking with for about three years. And uh, so it's, it's cool. Um, I believe God's, um, you know, letting us see some of what he's, the reasons why he's brought us together in in, in that. So
0: mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you guys for just sharing your love story and, and this advice. And, um, you know, for those of you guys who are out there, uh, you know, I, I got to push that book. That book. Go ahead and give that title of that book again. Uh, the, the Smart Stuff Family by Ron Deal. All right. You know, find that book. I'm sure you can find it on Amazon or any of your local bookstore. Um, this is the first time I heard that book. I think I may have heard it in the past, so I, I don't get money for promoting that guy. So go check it out, especially <laughs> for those of you guys who uh, might be part of uh, blended families who are getting married. And, you know, that's what's the beauty about love. You know, love gives us second chances, and that's even the point of even of the gospel.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: it was out of love that uh, mankind was even given a second chance. So uh, thank you guys for being here. and uh, um we appreciate you guys. We love you guys. So thank you for being a part of this. We love
2: you and yeah. thanks for having us.
0: Thank you. thank you. All right. That's all for today. And let us remember, love is not just of the heart, but also of the mind. If you enjoyed this podcast and realize that you and your future spouse could benefit from some premarital coaching, check us out on facebook.com forward slash or search Heart and Mind Premarital. There you will find a list of services and costs that might suit your needs. The first 30 minute session is free to ensure that we are a good fit, and if we are, we will continue from there. Give your marriage a fighting chance of survival and receive some premarital coaching today. Check us out on facebook.com forward slash Premarital.